Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle with a K, a.k.a. the Slickback Cadillac. Um, I write with number two pencils. Today with me, we have Mr. Fantastic himself, the superhero of the Ruminations Radio Network universe. Mr. Fantastic, Brendan Jesus, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. How is life? Uh, life is good. Uh, I got um, I got the uh, Larry Fessenden collection uh, as a gift from my mother, uh, an early birthday gift. So uh, I tore into that immediately, and I watched uh, one of the films of his I hadn't seen in a very long time was called Habit. I've been wanting um, to watch that. And I forgot how weird that movie is and how much I like it. I think it has to be my my favorite vampire movie. Better than Blade 2, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, way better than Blade 2. Way um, better than Blade 2. Doesn't get much better. Very cool. Um, you're going to lunch with them, aren't you? Uh, so the... The premiere of Brooklyn 45 is this Friday or this this coming Thursday. Um so either we're grabbing a drink before um or there's a bar right next to the IFC Center. So we'll either go there before or after for a drink. So yeah. I'm uh Have you talked to him personally? Like have you slid into his DMs? The only time I ever I've ever spoken with him was at the the Fear NYC uh film festival my my screenplay was nominated for best unproduced screenplay and all the nominees had to read a segment from their their screenplay during the the ceremony um and Larry was the special guest and so I read my segment I picked the weirdest most disturbing part of it that I could and uh, I heard him chuckle during it and it wasn't like uh like I'm laughing because this is stupid. Like I, I could feel it was uh, admiration. Yes, yeah. And afterwards uh, I went up to him and I, I I shook his hand and he looked me in the eyes. He was like, Man, that was fucked up. And <laughs> uh that I didn't win, but that was the only that award was that I that is a win. That, that is a yeah, win. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take it. I'm successful now. That's it. <laughs> That's really cool, man. I'm super happy for you. I hope you have a good time. It should be a fucking blast. Yeah. I can't even imagine going to have a drink with one of my heroes. So the fact that you're going to be able to do that is like bucket list material, man. So yeah. kudos to you. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I um, will try to not get blackout drunk. <laughs> or cry. Please don't cry. Yes. Um, what have you been indulging in lately? Uh, still God of War. Uh, 28 hours in, 66% of the way through. Um, really enjoying it. We just got the spear. Oh, um, that was like, fun, dude. Yeah, I, I like the addition of the third weapon, and it, it. My thoughts are the same as last time we talked about it, man. It's like I want to play it for six hours straight, and then I'm like, I need to take a break. And an hour later, it's like I just I need to get right back into it. It's um, it's so much more fun the farther you get in it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about it in the Discord while I was playing it, but I was like, it's the game that never fucking ends. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like right when you think it's about to have, like, like you're getting to that 
finale, it like ramps back up again into another finale, into another finale. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, it keeps going. But you're enjoying it while you're playing it. So I get that. 100%. Um, Cool. Also with us, we have my little baby boy, my ghost of Mars, my paranormal one, the ghost of the Ruminations Radio Network. Tweez. East Bird. <laughs> How's it going, Kyle? Uh, this energy drink is piercing my heart. Uh, I'm getting amped up right now. Amped up. What Prime kind of drink energy drink and not a sponsor. Yet. Um, very cool. Very cool. Um, how's life? Um, well, I got um a little embarrassed yesterday, not gonna lie. Uh so there's food food trucks during our breaks at work sometimes. And uh, there was a Mexican food truck, and I decided to try a torta for the first time. And uh, I went up to the guy, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So it's it's written all in Spanish on the on the menu." And I was like, uh, uh, "Pollo torta, por favor." And he was like, "Huh?" Is it like when just, you went to that it place with me and called yes. a bur- <laughs> what you call a burrito? <laughs> <I was> like- <laughs> <laughs> well me and kyle went to a, a, a taco place and uh, i was like can i get the um um fuck what was it it was like quesadilla the quesadilla tacos yeah you called like a dude it was ridiculous but anyway continue your but uh i kept saying it and he didn't like understand me for some reason i think he was just fucking with me but um i was just like yeah just the chicken sandwich and he was like okay He's like, oh, pollo. And then he just wrote it down. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah, I am not good with Mexican people. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> Wait, so there's two different ways like, that you could mean I'm not yeah. good with them. Like, I'm yeah. not good with my neighbors across the street. Oh, no, I love them. Um, but they don't love me. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. All my friends are Mexican, too. It just doesn't. Uh... Well, then they must like. So don't your friends like you, then? No, they do like me. So then I'm, I'm the token white the boy in the group. Got you. Which is crazy to think in like other states, but like I'm the I'm the one white friend in like all my my, my friend groups. I totally get that. That's how I was in high school um, in Co- Corona, California, where I went to high school. I was uh, in a entire group of Hispanic friends. Wow. That was like the majority of my Hispanic friends, and uh, they call me Mis- Kile. Mr. Yeah, diversity. I was Kile. <laughs> <laughs> I was Kile. I still am Kile. Kiltrocity. Represent. Um, oh, is that what that means? Uh, that was my nickname in high school was Kiel. Mm-hmm. And Kile. And then it's also a play on Halo because uh, six kills is a Kiltrocity. So I like Halo. Mm. Anyway. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, have you been indulging cool. in anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just finished the Showa era of Godzilla movies. I have now seen 20 Godzilla films. I have 17 more to go. Um, it's kicking. I'm going to take a little break because that was a lot. And uh, the Showa era is uh, it's really good, but it's really old. And like... You know, I feel like the the Heisei era is going to be really good. Um, it's going to surpass the Showa for sure for me because I just think uh, I just like the Heisei era of uh, kaiju films. But I'm uh, very excited for that, and I think that is about it. I just got Breath, not Breath of the Wild, though. Tears, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Played one hour of it. 
I quit. Um, totally kidding. I am going to play more of that this weekend. I just didn't have enough time because I was finishing The Boys Season 2, and that is a 9 out of 10 show. The writing is amazing. It's really good. Season yeah. 3 is also very good. I love how passive-aggressive um, Homelander is in like everything he does. He's like a middle-aged housewife. You. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um, that's it. Kyle. Oh, Kyle. What sorry. about you? What about you? Kyle? Oh, thank you like for this. asking. Um, I've been good. Um, I'm going through um, a renaissance of emotions and feelings towards things. So uh, I won't get into it because we talked about it a little bit off, uh, off air. But uh, I'm getting back into my second wind my 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 movie phase is 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 itching back in i could feel it i could feel it resurfacing it's not it's not there yet it's not peak but like i could feel it boiling mm-hmm. to where i'm gonna start getting into films and start logging them like i could just feel the the temptation to reserve time from uh the other hobbies i have to to go back into movies um i did renew my Funimation subscription and i've been checking out one piece because i was like you know what i just want to check this out i want to see what all the hype's about watched a couple episodes and it's fine so far it's pretty cool i like the um old school style animation it's drawn me in it's like my time period uh but it hasn't hooked me i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching it uh i'm also watching rise of the shield hero it's gotten better um i'm enjoying it enough to keep going uh, I'm like five five episodes in now. I got past like the first wave of these this like um, world ending event that's happening in the anime. Uh, so it's 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 cool. Um, so you've gotten to Raftalia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then have you gotten to the the bird yet? No, I forgot her name. Okay. No, not the bird. But so far it's it's good. It's it's fine. Um, but I think I'm gonna keep going. I mean, I. I'm going to put some work into that animation subscription, but that's really all I've been doing. Been playing a lot of VR still. Um, since it's a new piece of hardware, I'm, I'm really having fun with it. I'm trying out a bunch of games, playing a lot of Beat Saber, uh, just getting down on some horror games. I'm kind of just jumping around everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm playing a lot of Switch lately. I'm about 10 hours in Astral Chain. I feel like it's ramping up pretty big. I uh, feel like I'm like past the halfway point. The story's awesome. Uh, really good Switch exclusive, but yeah, I've kind of just been jumping around everywhere. But I feel, I feel the movies reapproaching. Oh, by the way, we're launching our YouTube series soon. Um, so get ready for that. I'm actually fucking around with some videos. Um, I actually have to send some to the RRN president after this episode. So uh, look forward to that. We're gonna have uh, a YouTube channel, and you could uh, stream our episodes via YouTube. Um put it on in the background give us some plays we'll eventually go back to doing some uh video stuff eventually probably but i don't know when as far as like actually streaming our faces we did it for a while but there was a problem with the connectivity and uh the bandwidth usage so it didn't really work out too well but we'll we'll figure that out anyway we are the horror podcast of the ruminations radio network and we're going to jump in today to the 2004 film dawn of the dead and we're going to start it with uh the best and brightest mr fantastic with our 
Okay. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is a 2004 zombie film written by James Gunn based on the George A. Romero film and directed by Zack Snyder. The, pr the producer's goal with this film wasn't to straight up remake the classic 1978 film. Instead, their hopes were to bring life back into the zombie subgenre by creating a more grounded and terrifying zombie film. Rather than writing a treatment for the film, James Gunn took a more chaotic route by creating hypothetical situations for his characters and writing how he thought each character would react. This angle of writing helps create a more naturalistic and redemptive feeling of the film. To help create the actual feeling of the setting, uh, location scouts knew they had to find a mall to film in. Uh, eventually, they would stumble upon the scheduled for demolition Thornhill Square Mall in Toronto. During an eight-week period, uh, the production design uh, production designer Andrew Neskaromny and his crew would completely redo the mall, adding in total 14 stores full of real merchandise, the water fountain, the water feature um, in the front, and completely adding the entire warehouse section. While Tom Savini did create um, excellent practicals for the original install for the original installments of the film. Uh, there would be a lot of pressure on SFX artist David Leroy Anderson and his wife, Heather Loggenkamp, which I didn't know that she had a part in this, but that's uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, filming started in June 2003 and would shoot through September of the same year. Uh, Heather Loggenkamp would go on report to say that they had applied at least 3,000 distinct pieces of practical effects. Uh, the marketing for this film was rather unique, as just mere nights before the theatrical release, they aired the entire first 10 minutes of this film on cable television. Mm -hmm. On a budget of $26 million, Dawn of the Dead would, br uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, would bring in four times that with a worldwide gross of $102 million. Alums of the original uh, were set to have cameos with Scott Reiniger, which I think is how you pronounce that, uh, Ken Forhey, and obviously Tom Savini. Uh, the remake would also kickstart Boyd Banks' involvement in the Of the Dead franchises, with his later credits being Land of the Dead and Diary of the Dead. With a stellar cast of big names and up-and-coming names, Dawn of the Dead was the nostalgic kick in the ass the zombie subgenre needed. The zombie subgenre needed. And along with Shaun of the Dead, it would go on to reignite the world's love of zombies. Fear fast. Very well written. Uh, so let's just go ahead and start. <clears throat> I'll go first. So, 2004. Good Kyle. Year. Great year. Freshman in high school. Just kidding. Sophomore. Sophomore in high school. I remember specifically going to the Edwards Cinema on, on Lincoln. And I paid for a ticket to, because <laughs> it was rated R. I wasn't, I, I couldn't buy a ticket to it. So I remember seeing the footage before going to the theater, like Brendan was referencing about the, um, like the advertising of it. And coming off of 28 Days Later, this was like peak horror for me. I was as hot, the, not just me, but the world was like peak zombie at this point. And this was just growing with this film. Well, it was going to. I bought a ticket to go see Starsky and Hutch, the Ben Stiller movie. So I was could that PG-13? It was PG-13. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. And I bought a ticket for that so I could sneak into Dawn of the Dead. Um, it was me and my friend Justin and Devin. We, we, 
Um, I don't know if we ditched school. I remember it being day, like a day side, but I don't think it was a weekend because it was like dead in there. So I think that we might have ditched school. I don't remember. But uh, we paid for Starsky and Hutch. We snuck into Dawn of the Dead. At this point, I've never seen the original Dawn of the Dead. I didn't even know that this was a remake. I was, I had no idea. No idea. It, it wasn't until two years later when I was a senior that I watched the original Dawn of the Dead famously at a house party when everybody was sleeping all around me because they were hung over and drunk the next morning. And I woke up and put the DVD in that my friend had. And it became one of my favorite, my favorite films of all time. But this movie uh, really was super, super hype for me. I, I was really into zombies at the time. I still am. It's like probably one of my favorite genres of horror films. And this was before I knew who wrote it. I didn't even know James Gunn wrote this until like a year ago. And then Zack Snyder, he wasn't famous for anything yet, really. I didn't know him. So I wasn't a Zack Snyder fan at the time. This movie was very graphic and intense. It sets its tone very early on in the film with like the opening, uh, like the cold opening, which I love. Uh, this is only probably our second mainstream film that had fast zombies. So at the time, it, like, it wasn't commonplace to see this, and it was frightening to think about. Before this, you would always have conversations with your friends about surviving zombie apocalypses, and the, it was always so easy to entertain the idea because they're slow, dumb, and you know you, you, you could handle it, like a lot of certain situations. But after seeing this movie, you really felt like the dread of like, there's no escape, you're fucked. There's no way the world could survive this. There's no hope. It's only a matter of time. Like, you're dead. And I really enjoy this film. Um, I don't think it's a perfect film by any means. It's not even close. But uh, I really enjoy this film. Um, watching it again, uh, like a, a, a few years later, because I haven't seen it in a while, it's still, it still holds up to me. Um, I think it's a great zombie film on its own. Um, I don't think it's a perfect remake, but like Brennan said in the Fear Facts, it wasn't trying to be. And I've always said this: the like the strongest things in a zombie film is scenario based. So to hear that that's what they went for is makes complete sense to me on why it like hits as hard as it does with me. Um, but yeah, no, I love this film. I uh, saw it on my 4K physical copy that I bought through Screen Factory. I did watch the unrated edition because the rated edition was on the Blu-ray and it's only the unrated that's on the 4K and I wanted to watch the 4K transfer of it, which is a really good transfer, but I feel like this movie's like super high contrast. Um like overly high contrast, but it looks really good in 4K. Um but yeah, no, I I really enjoy this movie and Let's hear from Brendan. Uh, so I also have somewhat of a less of a nostalgic feeling, more of a comfort. I guess nostalgia is kind of comforting. Um, this was one of the first DVDs we had in the house when we got a DVD player, which I think would would have been maybe two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, so whenever a lot of the times when I got 
home from from school this is a movie that i would put on and i think i've talked about in the past uh i would in in school i would take graph paper and i would like design little like zombie proof houses and shit uh but this movie got me into i i, I drew a layout of my local mall which now would probably make me look like a school shooter um but uh, and I, I drew like how I would fortify it, where I think the the, ne- the necessary fortification parts are, which stores I would loot, and like where I would hole up. So, in a lot of the, it was because of this movie, and uh, less so the original. I never really got into the original too much. Um, but yeah, I just I really enjoyed this movie. I love fast zombies. Zombies need to be fast. That just makes sense. Um, yeah this movie's just really fun and yeah you said it's not perfect it's not but uh it doesn't need to be it it is what it is and i think it's a valiant effort on everybody's part and i watched it on uh the dvd that we purchased in 2007 hell yeah two this is um like one of the only movies i've watched on netflix uh, hashtag legal this time. I would own this movie for sure. Um, 2004. Five year old little Ian, or little E, as they called me back in the day uh, by my rap name. Uh, but on the playground, this was like a reference point for when you're talking about like surviving through a zombie apocalypse. Because this movie is just so fun in a way that you're just, you have a group of people. And you're putting them in this sort of scenario where they're in an in a entire mall. And they're going through this thing with all these different resources. Um, I remember, um, what's it called? When Dead Rising came out. Uh, super This was around game. the same time. Like, yes. Dead and, Rising was uh, like a year and a half later. Yeah. And uh, I remember being like, wow, this is just like the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then carrying on my dead rising journey through that in in that mindset um that it was as good as that movie was um and i don't have a lot of nostalgia but this was a pretty big movie i've seen it probably uh two or three times throughout my childhood but um it's a good watch it's definitely a good watch it's a it's for sure a good scenario and um i didn't even know this was a remake until um, I worked at GameStop with Kyle, and he lent me his copy of Dawn of the Dead. I watched it. That movie is probably perfect. Um, and yeah, it's. I do think that movie is better, but this is a really good uh, remake, and I think that... Um, yeah, it's just a really good remake. Which brings me to my first question. Um, mm. What do you guys think? Mm. What do you guys think? I got hard for a second. Think, um, could make this movie better, if not the same level of entertainment or critically acclaimed or whatever, um, as the original. What do you think they could have added? Do you want to go? No, go ahead. I think uh, one of the biggest negatives of this film 
and uh, Zack Snyder would go on to abuse this for his entire career mm. is just an over-reliance on uh, digital effects. It's the that, that, that opening, and I know we're going to talk about the opening 10-minute scene, but it all looks absolutely fantastic. And then you get the CGI uh, uh, truck crashing into the gas station. Or even just, oh. or sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Or even just the the first view of the mall when the camera pans mm-hmm. over the hill that they're walking up, like the mall is CG. Like it looks mm-hmm. CG. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry to your point though, but go ahead. You know, it, it's just, it didn't need to happen because so much of this film was done practically that I like, they could have enhanced some stuff digitally. Like I'm not saying that, but, it's just in the one shot of of the zombies towards the end when the dudes on the uh the the van with the the lighter and shit um like even that just looks bad it looked very dead risey for sure mm-hmm. it kind of looked like a video game shot yeah so that, with all the zombies that, surrounding yeah it was it was like straight out of like uh, Resident Evil had the same problem i think yeah and it, it like it's a cool shot don't get me wrong but it just looks so bad. I think at the time it probably looked a lot better to us. Um, it did. I think that, and this is just the time. Like this was at a time when CG was finally starting to get good. So everybody wanted to use it. Mm-hmm. Like it was a novelty almost at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, practical was out, CG was in. So, like everybody wanted to use CG. And now it's kind of come full circle and people appreciate the practical stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just like the turn of the century um, and getting into like 3D gaming when we went from 2D side scroller, sprite based kind of stuff to 3D games. Those 3D games do not hold up. They look like shit. PS1 looks like shit. Nintendo 64 looks like shit. But those older, like Super Nintendo side scroller games, like Castlevania, all that stuff, they look gorgeous still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are now starting to turn around on that. And like, there's a lot of side scrollers and retro games now and things like that, that kind of pay homage to that. I think it's the same thing in the movie industry is that like people are starting to appreciate the way practicals look and the effort that goes into it. And I think that they know the audiences know that. And so that's kind of how they've kind of switched their mindset to make more practical stuff. But yeah, to your point, there was an excessive amount of CG in this film, but that's, that was a lot of movies at this time for sure. And we can pretend that something's not CGI, but we all know. We, yeah. we, everyone knows. I mean, it's, there's no point in pretending anymore. Well, let's, let's just do practicals for everything. Practical everything. And I, I get... No, that's it. Hashtag what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I get doing something like a car stunt. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, like that tractor truck. That's going to be big. Sure. But yeah, but it just... Do in real life like maybe if they would have zoomed the camera up 10 more feet it would have been a little bit uh harder to to tell really that it was cg but that yeah that was just my main issue i'm glad we're bringing up the negative side of this movie because i i think there's quite little very little yeah quite little um wrong with this but um i just want to see i just want to get your opinions on like the downsides of this I mean, this is going to be more of a direct comparison to the to the original, but I think what's missing from this film and granted, the runtime is a lot shorter than the original film. But what made the first one so special to me is also how George Romero was able to make like the mall its own character in a sense. Like 
each character in the film kind of cut off their own section of the mall and brought their own personal spirit to it, right? Like, it became, like, their side of the mall, their stores, their, like, like they almost expressed their inner character on the mall, and then the mall was used as a backdrop. Whereas this, the mall is just kind of like a shell that they're in, but, like, they don't really explore the mall very much. It's more just a couple areas. Like, they get there in the beginning, they go up, they go down, but there's two floors of the mall, and they don't go in any shops except for maybe the one that was in the beginning where he's checking and he stabs the guy in the, you know, with the pool stick or whatever. Yeah. But um, the, they don't explore the mall enough. They're not like, um, I don't know. I just, I get what you mean. Yeah. I think that they should have used more of this mall. Like if we were trapped in a mall, I'd be, I'd be having every single merch that I could get my hands on. I'd be like wheeling like dual bats fighting zombies and like, you know, just making mi- like shit I can't do in real life. You'd yeah. you'd you'd find sure. me at the at the putting range and Dick Sporting Goods. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the like some of the best parts about George Romero's Dawn of the Dead was not even the zombie stuff. It was when like they were exploring the mall and one person walks into the bank and they're just like swimming in money and the other yeah. person's at the arcade and they're just playing video games. Or they go to the ice hockey rink and they're just skating and it's peaceful. Like mm-hmm. it's all the stuff that they're utilizing the mall for, like to escape the horrors of the outside rather than just like hide from it, if that makes sense. Do do you think that maybe that kind of comments on the commercial commercialization of malls because it's these people have unlimited access to everything in this store and it's just all kind of just random generic shit that that even in an apocalypse are like what do I really need to be happy about this for? Yeah, well, I think that's what George Romero was not to get so much on the original, <laughs> but I think that's what George Romero was like trying to do mm-hmm. with with the original film is i mean there's a comment in that film that um the reason why the zombies are flocking to the mall it's because it's familiar to them Mm -hmm. it's something they did in their everyday lives so they just want to keep doing it because it gave them a sense of like purpose Mm -hmm. whereas in this it's just like i said kind of a backdrop but um the opening act in this film is one of the stronger opening acts in a film in my opinion like horror film um, it was really intense when I first saw it back in the day, and I think it's what really propelled this this film forward. Um, as as someone who saw the the ten minute ad on TV, what was as especially as a child? I'm curious what what were your what were your thoughts on seeing something like that? It was insane. I mean, we we saw Twenty Eight Days Later, right? Like mm-hmm. that that was already there, and it does a similar thing where, you know, it shows the before the, like, like the calm before the storm. And I love when zombie films do that. Um, and this one does it in a really effective way. Like they go home and she, he's watching like what you could assume to be American Idol. They talk about the singing and the cut. And at the time that was, you know, a very like yeah, big thing that was popular. But, um, it was intense, dude. Like it's, it's what got me to go see the film. Like we all wanted to watch it after seeing that. And uh, it did not disappoint at all. Um, what do you guys I, think? About the- I only wish, and I think it would have made the movie a lot stronger, uh, if they, like, if the main character, sorry, what's her name? Anna, if she carried that, um, that pain with her, like, just even a little bit, 
Like she just gets over it and like starts liking this other dude. It's kind of although I mean, in I this, thought the same in thing. The, this in the, this viewing, like she lost her kid and her husband. No, that wasn't her kid. Oh, it wasn't? No, that was the girl that was uh, rollerblading outside. Oh, it was like her neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Although it's weird when when the girl comes in, the dude wakes up in his boxers and he's like, "Oh shit, hey, she's here. What you doing here?" Like, <laughs> it, which which leads me to believe that they have like a weirdly close relationship with either this child or the child's parents. Also, who doesn't lock their fucking doors? How's this yeah. shit getting into the house? <laughs> hey, well, no, I, I was going to say it's pre-9-11, but it's not. It's 2004. I mean, 9-11 didn't get us all to lock our doors. Speak <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. We weren't, we weren't thinking of a fucking aircraft, like, <laughs> breaking and entering into our house. This will stop but, a plane. Uh, <laughs> too soon um oh my god but yeah <laughs> oh man that is dark <laughs> can we talk about I the like, zombies <laughs> i like how i like how this sets the tone and it also sets the rules for what this zombie film is going to be at this time we were starting to play with like do they come back from the dead after they die? Is it because you get bitten? Is it an infection thing from 28 days later? Like we had a lot of things that we were rolling through our heads, but at this moment they set the, the rules of this very early. You get bit, you come back, you die or you die. You get bit. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So he comes back really quick and the severity of how bad the wound is obviously affects how fast you turn. Um, but I just thought that whole scene was in super intense. Yeah. So when the reporter says the line, oh, when there's not enough room in hell, the, the dead shall walk the earth again. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. And that was uh, Ken Foray, by the way. That was the, uh, That's the main actor from the uh, first movie, right? Yeah. From the oh, original. Do they yeah. say that in the Night of the Living Dead or is that? Yes. From That's Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. That's a great line. Amazing. And I'm glad they says put a little. It. He yeah, says it in the original. Yeah. He says it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, there was actually three of the actors. Um, Scott Reniger, I think is his name. And then, um, which is the main guy played opposite of him. And then they had Tom Savini, which was the motorcycle bike, biker gang guy who, you know, the machete yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously he does the, uh, the special effects sort of thing. But yeah, no, that, that whole part was cool too. What do you guys think of the actual zombies you want to go first i'll go first the first glimpse of seeing that asian zombie with the arm cut off i like the lead up into that because there's no music playing it's a dead silent fucking scene and he kind of just walks into frame Mm -hmm. almost like he's not infected he's walking like an average person and then he kind of just turns towards the camera and it goes off from there and that's like the first real shot of i guess not the first real shot of the speed of the zombies because you have the like the husband that chases after the car in the beginning which sorry to go off on a tangent here but i love the scene where he's chasing the car and gets distracted by Mm. the other like the neighbor and it's almost like a main character becoming a side character in an instant yeah like and then off he goes you never hear from him again he never gets mentioned again it's just (laughs) he had such a pivotal a like important moment in the beginning and then just like he doesn't matter anymore. He's dead. We're moving on. Like, that's how fast you have to move on in this world. It's very cool. Yeah, the running zombies, frightening, for sure. Once you add that element, my butt was clenched 
for like 80% of this movie. Every time there was a zombie on the screen, I was like, oh no, they're going to be running. It's not safe anymore. Because walking zombies, totally fine. To- that's that's a perfect- How do you get caught uh, by a walking zombie? Exactly. Exactly. That's a fun zombie apocalypse. You know what's mm-hmm. not a fun zombie apocalypse? Running zombies. <laughs> That's a world I don't want to be in. And um, it's a completely different conversation once you add the the running factor, because now they're actually deadly. Now they're actually a um, a threat. And uh, no, yeah, this movie is uh, pretty scary in that uh, in that remark. So running zombies all the way. And you know what? I actually just I just had a, a realization. It makes it a little more sad. Uh, the the pregnant woman. Her baby dies inside of her and then turns into a zombie. For because I was thinking we had a blade scenario where or it it, it is a blade That's what scenario. I was thinking. It is a blade scenario. I, <laughs> I meant scenario. I, yes, I was mistaken. Yes, like the baby was alive, she got bit, and the baby died right when it was about to come out. Now that I just had that that realization, and that is so fucked up. Yeah, the baby dies inside and then reanimates mm-hmm. inside and then yeah. gets out. Yeah. yeah that whole great. that when whenever that scene comes up, I know it's all I'm always like, this is gonna be fucked up. And every time I'm like, Yep, yeah, this is fucked up. Like he's and I feel so bad for the guy too, because his wife's now a zombie. He's cradling his zombie baby, and then this woman that he's never met before comes and holds a gun to him. Like obviously the baby and the mother need to be put down. Oh wait, no, a hundred percent, Brandon. Don't take that out of context. But <laughs> yeah, no, they need to be put down. <laughs> they for sure need to be put down. Um, that whole scene is so dope, bro. It's like an action scene. It's like a like a western, straight out of a mm-hmm. western. The slow motion, guns getting pulled out, the the shells hitting the ground. It's so sick. That that shot is so cool. I think the um the slow motion shots in this movie are really really great, and that's like kind of a um kind of just goes to show like how Zack Snyder is going to be in the future. He and like where he really excels, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I mean that's where he's known for the slow mo. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. this is where this is where it all started. Yeah. This is where it all started, man. Um, do you guys have a favorite zombie? Because I have one. Favorite or a zombie moment. Zombie, or a zombie baby. moment. You got zombie, zombie baby? baby. That's it, a good one. Yeah. If zombie it's baby? if it's a, a favorite zombie moment, it's when they get to the island at the end. Oh yeah, that shit is so cool. Can In you the, imagine a Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead sequel where it's found footage? Mm. Oh, that would be that would be that would be really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, would. it's like they get on the island and like the credits have already started playing. And you're like, oh, cool, they get to the island. And then fucking down with the sickness just comes on so fucking loud. And in that, in comparison with the the montage, uh, Richard Cheese down with the sickness cover. Like, I just love how he uses the same song in two totally different ways. <laughs> Good usage of the song for sure. And uh, yeah, dude, it was 2004 when those credits hit and that song started playing. You walk out of the theater with such a fucking high, dude. You have no idea. Like after watching that and dude, it was insane. But um, my favorite zombie. is got to be the pipe crawler. 
in the tunnel, oh, yeah. his legs off. The legs, yeah. That whole introduction to him too, kind of similar to the Asian zombie, like the one-armed Asian zombie. The one-armed Asian zombie, <laughs> kind of similar to him. He comes in silently, like there's no warning except if you're paying attention to the background. I love that scene, and I love that zombie as a whole. I thought his face, his makeup, and everything looked fucking awesome. Uh, very, very cool scene. I think it's cool that it takes out like a useless character. I like that they take out the useless characters mm-hmm. in this movie. And they so, don't really so they still give you a body on. count. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but my favorite zombie moment, even though it looks really bad and straight out of a video game, um, I love when they're surrounded by all the zombies in the car and they th- he throws the um the pro propane tank and then the super buff zombie picks it up and it just yeah. explodes. That's such a dead rising moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's why I like it. Um, but uh, it looks pretty bad and dated, but I just love it. I still love it. They can do a bad uh, looking scene, but it can still be entertaining. That's all that matters. I, I think the, the the shining zombie moment in this film, though, is the most morbid and almost and, and depressing, but for the wrong reasons. It's when uh, they're communicating with the the guy in the gun shop across the street, Andy, and and they're telling him Andy, yeah, and they're telling him Andy. which you know go after Burt Reynolds and mm. and stuff. I love and that scene, by the way. It, Sorry, go ahead. It's such a great scene, but it's so heartbreaking that at this point in the world, the only way that they can can kind of relax and I guess unfortunately let off a little steam is by by shooting these zombies, and, and obviously the zombies need to be killed. Um, but it's it's really really dark. I think that when a zombie movie is strong, it has a not just necessarily a strong cast. It doesn't need a strong cast, but I think it needs a strong like interconnection relationship between them and like moments that they share together. Yeah, and also to kind of like bring light to their personalities, and I think it adds humanity to the situation when it's all about death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a a weird way so and that andy scene man it like it gave me like a sudden oh, realization man. like they're they're just shooting people like you know zombies used to be people and they're they've gotten to this this story and uh it's yeah it's bad what do you guys think about the cast i just like had, like, I just like the group yeah i was gonna say are you okay oh uh, call an ambulance. <laughs> it's bad <laughs> <laughs> that energy um, drink. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh oh, the um I, I love an ensemble cast. Um, me too, man. And uh you uh Leslie Bibb, that's her name, right? Um the the lead girl, the blonde lady. Um she's she's a great actress. She's done some wonderful stuff. Uh you have the guy that plays Phil Dumphy on Modern Family. No, her He's, name's Sarah Polly. Oh, okay. I don't know Pretty why I thought Leslie Bibb. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And, and and you had the dude that plays fucking Max Hedrum. I mean, this the cast is incredible. Um, yeah, I, I I think the cast is great. I don't know if you guys had any. Uh... And you had the dude from uh, all those Mission Impossible movies. Love him. Oh, you Van got Rames. Boyd Banks. Yeah. You got Boyd, Boyd Banks. Banks. He's uh he's in most of the uh or a couple of the Romero movies, but he's in a bunch of shit too. Yeah. Um. I thought the cast for the most part was good. Um, 
I didn't particularly like uh, the baby um, Andre and the girl kind of characters very much, but I think it paid off really well towards the end with the whole baby scene. But um, yeah, I thought the cast was cool. I, I like how they interacted with each other. Um, you had the super broy homophobic guys, the security guards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think the whole dynamic, I think Andy's this the star of the show for me, and he's barely in it, honestly. I think his relationship with the rest of the crew, especially with, um, what's his name? Uh, Ving Rames. Ving Rames. I like uh, their kind of unspoken friendship. Uh, their super buddy stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the cast was cool. And uh, kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, I like uh, how they were able to kill off the ones you don't necessarily care about <laughs> to bring a body count up. But yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, I, I covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Cool. As well. I'm still going through my stroke. So we're going to get into final thoughts and review on Dawn of the Dead <laughs> 2004. <laughs> Ian, we're going to start with you. Thank God. Um, I think this is a really good remake, and it's far enough from the original that it's a totally different movie. But it pays homage in really good ways, and they are very, very different. Um, you can make some comparisons, but overall, just the setting, none of the characters, and zombies. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, and when you can do that, and you can make your own movie out of some, some um, other material, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, and there was some real stinkers back in back in this time when people mm. were just doing like shot for shot remakes like The Omen. God, I hate that movie. Um, shout out to Liv Schreiber though, love him. Um, but yeah, it's a really good movie, really fun, really good conversation piece when you're talking about um, zombie scenarios. You can always bring up Dawn the Dead, um, and I think it's one of the best, and it's probably the best around this time uh, for me. Uh, I'm going to give it a heart, and I'm going to give it a four out of five stars. So, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I like it. I love, you love it. it. You want some more of it? I want some more <laughs> of it. Uh, now, this movie's super fun. Uh, if you're looking for an easy zombie movie to throw on while you're doing some work. This is a great one. If you're looking for a zombie movie that you really want to pay attention to, this is also a great one. Uh, I think that it kind of, uh, it does a lot for what it is. And that's a big studio zombie movie. And it, it's, it's what we needed uh, at the time on the heels of 28, 28 days. Um, and with Shaun of the dead in the pipeline, uh, this, this did a lot for, for the, the subgenre and it did a lot for a young brendan whose email address was zombie slayer from hell at yahoo.com hell yeah. uh, <laughs> so so that being said i i too shall give it a four with a heart cool this is the film that got me into zombie films i saw this before like everything um i, I was late to the game with zombie films there was obviously decades worth of zombie films that were amazing and uh this was definitely not the start of it at all 
historically, but for my personal history, this was kind of the start of it. It was this and 28 Days Later that, that started my love for zombies. So this plays, a, this plays a huge part in my love for horror movies and my love for zombie films and just for love of zombies to this day. Um, I echo everything you guys both just said. Um, I really like what Ian said about how it stands apart just enough from the original to be its own thing and, and, but just pay enough homage in the small ways to make it connected by name. But yeah, no, I give this movie a four stars and a heart as well. So this film gets a four stars and a heart, not what I was expecting <laughs> um, from this uh, conversation. Um, so uh, that being said, uh, we, the Ruminations, the Ruminations Radio Network is going to uh, provide you with some ads and uh, for the network and I uh, hope you enjoy. We'll be right back as we take our thick piss break. Oh, God, it hurts. What's wrong, buddy? Nothing. That's the name of our podcast. Do you think anyone will know it's a reference to what some random SWAT team member said in that one scene in Terminator 2 after getting nailed in the back with a gas canister? Probably not, but they will get a regular dose of two lifelong gamer buddies on either side of the Pacific Ocean, delivering their view of video games with a retro emphasis every other week. That's cool. Welcome back to Ruminations of Red Room, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. It is time for a little break in the conversation and how we end our episodes with 20 questions of horror. Lighting sound, whatever you want to do. Um, there you go, Wolf. Um, so we're taking a break from what's in the box, just temporarily, just to, just to get our you know, creative juices flowing, get our mind thinking about some other stuff, right? Um, so this is 20 questions. You are probably familiar with the game, but my co-hosts have to guess what film I have picked out of asking 20 yes or no questions. Um, they can guess early if they'd like. Um, if they do, they're just going to go ahead and then raise their hand on camera and say, I'd like to take my guess. If they're wrong, the other person gets the point. If they're right, they get the point. They win the round. There's two films that we're going to be going over today. The first of which I'm going to be um, offering a theme, which is iconic slasher. Oh, Gentlemen, are you ready? You say iconic slasher? Iconic slasher. Um, I'm going to reenact a scene from one of my favorite franchises of all time. Um, <laughs> that was King's, King Planet Kong. of the Apes. Oh, I was yeah. close. Caesar. Yeah. It was monkey. It was um, monkey. <laughs> I don't think it's an ape, but, um, good. question one. <laughs> question one. Who's going to go first? Uh, iconic slashers. Um, I'll start. Uh, is it an 80s film? No. Ooh. Is it a 2000s film? Yes. Oh, shit. He told us that already before we even started. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, is it a remake? Yes, it is. Ooh. Is it um, 2000 to 2005? No. Is um oh uh no that's a stupid question uh does the killer use 
a chainsaw? No. Okay. Is it... Good question, though. Is it based off of a holiday? Is it based off a holiday? Yeah. I think I know what you're trying to ask with yeah, that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, that was kind of dumb, but yes, it is. <laughs> do you do you, do you want to do it? It's not based off a holiday, but it's, I know what, it you're, is, saying. I know what you're saying. I know what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, are are headlamps prominent in this film? Headlamps. What do you headlamps. mean? Um, okay, let me, let me, let me, I guess, rephrase I know where Brendan's going, and I was going the same. Can you elaborate so I could answer it correctly? Do people wear helmets on their head with a lamp <laughs> Kind of like a miner's helmet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hard no for me. Cool. So oh. it's not oh. my bloody Valentine. Um, yeah. Holiday-based horror. Does the killer wear a mask? Yes. Okay. Um, You're on question nine. This is a toughie. I feel like I know it. I don't want to guess it right. (gasps) If you think you know it, then you could ask a question to narrow down your... Yeah. Oh, I... um, Does Dom really like this movie? Actually, don't know, so I won't count that as a question. Can I? I'll tell you I, that we've. Ne- I'll tell you that we've never watched it together mm-hmm. in our almost four years of being together. Okay. Damn, I think they've seen that one together. Yeah, you were thinking of Valentine. Nope. She loves my bloody Valentine. I'll tell you that. But you already said you don't think it's my bloody Valentine because the lantern thing. No, I'm talking about a different movie. I'm talking about a different movie. Um, My question question will be... um, uh, So it's a remake. Late 2000s. Was it made in 2008? No. Oh, okay. Does the, does the killer use a knife? Yes. He does use a knife. We have people driving down the freeway right now screaming at their, <laughs> their podcast radio. Yeah. <laughs> radio. I'm like, how, how do you not know what this is? <laughs> it's a remake. Mm-hmm. Killer is a mask. Late 2000s. Use the knife. There's an obvious movie there um i think it's your turn for a question <laughs> I, think I'll, I think i'll you guys still have plenty of questions left you guys have 10 questions left so you guys are you guys are chilling right now is john carpenter involved in this film no oh okay then i'm clueless Because I think Halloween came out in 2008, and that's, but I wasn't for sure. Hmm. Killer was a mask. It's a remake. Uh, I should have took my thick piss. I gotta, yeah. That coffee's flowing through me right now. Does 
does the killer talk? No. Well, no. Okay. That's question 12. Are there multiple killers? No. Mm, I don't remember. No. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. Hmm. Is the killer iconic? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Big time. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Are there... Oh, no, I guess you kind of answered that. I'm not going to ask that. Hmm. Doesn't Freddy vs. Jason take place during a holiday? It would be Halloween because Michael Myers comes out. Oh, no. Duh. What the hell? What the hell? It's going to be question 15. Oh, my God. (laughs) This prime energy. (laughs) Juiced, man. (laughs) I just brought brought Michael Myers in the mix. Um, So it's not one of the big three. So it's not Michael. It's Mm -hmm. not... um, well, it could be. No, no, it can't be Jason because that didn't happen during a holiday. It can't be Freddy. That doesn't happen during a holiday. Um, <gasps> oh, I, I, I would like to answer. Go ahead. You would like, are you sure? Uh, okay, um, let me ask. Is the movie from 2009? No. Okay, I'm glad I didn't, didn't, didn't answer then. So it's not 2008, not 2009. So it's. You guys still have five sections to use or up. seven. So am, it's am six I, or seven. Am I allowed to look up what year a movie I think no. it is? No. No. Oh, shit. Definitely not. Definitely not. Man. You know what? I could be wrong on the year, so I'm just going to fucking go for it. Uh, I would like to answer. Okay. Brennan. Uh, I think it is the Friday the 13th remake. That is incorrect. Nah, yeah. That's 2000. I'm not going to just automatically give you the point. I- I'm changing this you have five questions to guess, but be, uh, here's how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, his guess takes a, takes a question away. So now that's 16. You have f- three questions that you could ask, and then you have to guess on the 20. Is it based on an urban legend? No. Okay. Um, is the killer a male? Yes. Is the killer... Oh, my God. Um, Fuck, I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Very iconic. You have one more question. Actually, it's a male. You have one more question, and then you have to guess. It's a male. It's a male. It's an iconic slasher. He uses a knife. He wears a mask. There's only one killer. It takes place on a holiday. Right, it's, yeah, a it's a remake. It's a remake. Got Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Got Christmas. Does it take place during Christmas? No. Okay. You have to guess the movie now. So, it's either Halloween, Valentine's Day, St. Patty's Day, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa. A birthday is a holiday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're grasping Father's your straws Day. here, man. Father's Day. Mother's Day. You gotta go for your guess. Um, Independence Day. Fourth of July. Oh, Fourth of July. No. 
Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. That's true. Um, I'm just totally. It's totally Halloween. Um, is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm just gonna guess Halloween. That is correct. It is the 2007 film Halloween, directed by Rob Zombie. What? Didn't what? John Carpenter do the score for that movie? John Carpenter has openly talked shit on that film and hates that film. So he had nothing to do with the film. I guess that movie, like, during the sixth question, we could have ended that a long time ago. Yeah, but then you started, like, trailing Damn. off. And, 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 like, yeah, but no, it's uh, 2007's Halloween. That was so uh, obvious. That makes me, it was very obvious. But that, that actually scares me for the next one that you may not get, <laughs> get this next one, because I thought that was a gimme. So, that was totally a gimme. I thought yeah. he did the soundtrack for that one, though. He hates that film. He had no part in that, in that film whatsoever. He hates he, that for a fact. Rob Zombie is I wanna, I wanna even like, I don't even know why he hates the film so much. <laughs> like He's gone on record saying that shit. But anyway, um, we're going to go into, put your, put your web browser down. We're going to go into the second one real quick. This time, it is a 90s film. Just giving you the decade this time. First question, go. Is it a slasher? No. Is it a zombie movie? No. Is it a ghost movie? No. Is it a... What kind of movies are there? (laughs) Is it found footage? No. John Carpenter, original writer, so... Not we had to keep this episode going. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Um, is you're on question five already? You burnt through four questions pretty quick. Yeah. Is it uh, religious horror? No. That's question five. Mm. Is it American? Is, yes. Is it a franchise? Yes. Hmm. American nineties franchise. American 90s franchise. Um, it's not a slasher. Not a slasher. Not a religious. Not a found footage. Not a ghost. Is this the first, first movie in the franchise? It is. Okay. That's question eight. Hmm. I think we, think we pinned down the year. Sure. Do you think that'll help you? Is it 1995? 1990 to 1995. No. So it's late 90s. Um, he said it was a slasher. Um, I did not say no. it was a slasher. <laughs> Is this a sci-fi movie? No. Mm-hmm. That rules out Starship Troopers. That rules out a lot of movies. So what other genres are there? So we did, It's not a ghost, not a slasher, not found footage, not, not, a zombie. zombie. not zombies, not religious. Mm-hmm. Is that a werewolf movie? <laughs> you guys are close, but no, it's not a werewolf. Movie. It's a monster movie. Is it a monster movie? Like a creature like, feature? Is it a? Is that what you want your question to be? Is it a creature feature? Yes. I'm going to say no. Not a creature feature. And okay. when I say so, when I think of creature feature, I think of like a singular, about a singular creature. Yeah. Like oh. a singular bad guy creature guy. That's what I okay. think of as creature feature. And so, no, it's not a creature feature. Uh, does does witch, witchery, does that fall under religious horror for you? Um, no, it doesn't. Okay, is it a witch film? No. Okay. That's All 12 right. questions. You guys are burning through these. I think I know it. 
Go ahead, Desmond. Oh no, I, I have another question to ask, but I'm going to let you ask your okay. question. Um, so it's a late '90s film, but mm-hmm. it's the first film in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Not found footage, not slasher, mm-hmm. not zombies, not creature feature, not witches, not anything. Um, it's something. You just haven't said it yet. <laughs> Damn. I don't think we've guessed torture porn, but that wasn't really a thing back then. No. Um, no. Found footage. Is it... Is, oh, sorry. Is it um, an infestation of, sort of, of uh, some sort of animal? No. Okay. No. Is is there a cookie that it's is it named after a cookie? No. That is oh, like ginger snaps. That is 14. Okay. 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 You guys are really hung up on what type of movie it is, but yeah, you're not we... drilling it. You're not drilling into anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like actors, cast, we directors. Get, like, it's, it's very specific, like, apparently. Like, it's literally one thing that's super common that you've not said. Oh, it's an inanimate object. It's not. This might be killer couch. <laughs> I mean, killer sofa. Whatever it is. Oh, <laughs> um, you know the killer sofa franchise. Yes, killer sofa. I fucking hate that movie, dude. Uh, Spoiler. <laughs> not a creature feature. Not an infestation of animals. So that takes out Eight Legged Freaks. That could have been uh, Eight Legged Freaks is early 2000s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't for sure because it is early 2000s. Arachnophobia, yeah. though, it takes that out. Arachnophobia, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, but that's early 90s. I think that's like is is it a horror comedy? Um, no. Oh damn! I thought I was gonna get you with that one. No. Hmm. Have we covered it? No. Oh, that was the other one I thought it was going to be. Okay, we're down to two questions. You have three questions left. Three questions. Okay. I'll even give you four questions and put it to 20 and then give you guys a guess. So four questions left. Okay. Um, does it take place during a holiday? Oh, oh, you said we haven't covered no. it. No. Damn. Is it a vampire movie? Yes. Took you 18 questions to get a vampire movie. God damn. Yes, it's a vampire movie. You said we hadn't covered it. We have not covered it. It was not Blade. You think it might Um, be Blade? Two questions left. Definitely not Blade 2. I think Blade 2, like, came out in the 2000s. Yeah, 2000. It's it's post major. A vampire movie, late 90s. I feel like there's a lot, but I can't think of it. I'm not good with vampire movies. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Are there is there one big named action star in it? Whoa, yeah, oh my god. What is he, what he is, has one in his hands? No, no, put it down. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, do it. Kyle put it down. Put it down. Uh, do put it. it down. Oh no, he, he put it down. He put it down. He put it he put it down. <laughs> he put it down. <laughs> he put the weapon down. Um what was your question? Is there a big named action star in it? Uh, yes. Okay. But I'll, but I'll also say there's a lot of big names in this movie. I'll give you that one. I want to take my guess. We're at 19. You want to take your guess? Yep. What is your guess? 
Is it Interview with a Vampire? It is not. Damn. Brendan, you have one more question. Uh, I, I honestly... <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more question isn't going to help me. I I don't know. Okay, it is the 1996 movie from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, hmm. okay. Can wait to be on Twenty Questions next week. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we have no winners this week for Twenty Questions. I won. What do you mean? No, you didn't. You I didn't. Won. I got Halloween. You didn't. Did, did, did you get Halloween? Yes. I don't remember. I don't remember either. All right, we'll give. <laughs> we'll give. What we'll give you Ian the point. We'll give Ian the point. We'll give Ian the point. Um, I'll have your year-to-date scores. You know what? No, fuck it. I'll pull it up right now. Um, we'll give you in the point. So that puts the year-to-date total at Kyle four, Brendan four, Ian six. Ian I have still, five. You're right. You do have five. I'm sorry. Kyle four, Brennan five, Ian six. Ian still holds the lead. This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room, the horror podcast on the Ruminations radio network. If you like what we're doing here, please subscribe and give us a good rating. Five stars, preferably on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcast fix. We are everywhere. We would appreciate the uh, high scores. We've gotten a couple lately. We appreciate you both, especially Sassy Pants 1990, whoever you are out there. Hopefully you're not like a racist or something. And then with me, I have the beautiful baby boy, the ghost with two E's, the paranormal one, the phantom menace, the ghost of Mars. Ian, how you doing? Um, CJ was definitely Michael as a young person. I can see that. Just a little racist and homophobic, but you know, still enjoyable. Still like okay to be around. Yeah. But like not okay really. Not really, yeah. but like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had something about him. Yeah. Where he didn't completely write him off. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Brendan, the stretchy one. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic, the superhero. Of the Ruminations Radio Network, Brendan Jesus. The uh, hail Ratma. Stay spooky, folks. <laughs>